Hello guys, how are you doing? My name is Jess and you are listening to Jess in the Fledge. So this podcast slash live stream slash radio show, me, Jess, hi. I talk about all things adulting, coping with life after college, mental health, self-development, creative stuff. And just things that I like to talk about. So it kind of acts as my therapeutic podcast. But also, I feel like I have some wisdom. Even though I'm only 23, I feel like I have a lot of experience in life. And you may think otherwise. But you know what? I'm going to share what I know and my knowledge anyway. You got to throw it into the void. This episode today, though, isn't really going to be about me spewing my, my, my knowledge and wisdom on all y'all. It's more so just going to be about my music taste. I was inspired by Talk Nasty to Me, which is a podcast by one of my favorite YouTubers. Her name is Nicole Raffi, and she did a whole episode just talking about her music taste, and I agree with her in saying that it is quite a conceited topic, but at the same time, I like to talk about it. I could talk about it forever. And so this will just be like a word vomit episode. So hopefully you're excited. Grab a snack, grab a drink. Do what you gotta do because it's happening. But before we get into all that, I'm just gonna do a quick weekly recap for y'all or for myself. I mean, debatably. <laughs> so this week I finally had some R&R, some good old-fashioned rest and relaxation. I got to relax. I got to watch some Gilmore Girls with my mom and my sister who are obsessed with the show now because I've seen it through and I'm like, you should watch this now, especially my sister's like, we have to watch another episode, which, you know, is a good and a bad thing. I I don't know. Binge watching TV to me doesn't really make me feel the best emotionally, physically. Sometimes I feel like a lifeless blob, but I feel like it was much needed for me to sit and rest and relax for a brief time. Considering I was working three jobs and I basically had no time off. I had a few days here and there, but for three, it basically I was working like three months straight um and one of the jobs ended which was a seasonal position and I hated that job so I'm glad it's over I mean it wasn't the worst job in the world I just felt like I wasn't treated the best there and I'm just gonna leave it at that okay I'm not gonna come at anyone I just feel like I was surrounded by some bitter middle-aged people who hated life and I was like I'm not about this I don't want to become you. I don't want to be sad and miserable like you. So I'd rather just distance myself. So it was good for me to finally leave. And then my second seasonal job, because two of them were seasonal, got extended to June, which was random, but okay, I'll take it. Um, So I'm currently still working two of the three jobs, which I'm thankful for, because your girl has to pay for Mo somehow. And until I get my full-time income, my career, whatever that entails, whether that be from the business I'm trying to start up or an actual full-time position, 
you know, either way, your girl's got to pay for her pride and joy. And I feel like I mentioned this previously, but a lot of people probably were like, well, buying a brand new car is impractical. It loses value once it rolls off the lot. Yeah, that is something I'm very much aware of. I'm not dumb, <laughs> okay? But I can't put a price tag on my own happiness. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it anyway because I don't have to provide for anyone else. There's no financial pressure really on me. I don't, thankfully, I don't have any student loans to pay off. So might as well build my credit and, you know, just do something that makes me happy. And if it is spending a little extra money on a car that I really like, I might as well do it, you know? And I'm proud of myself because I paid for that car out of my own pocket and that's the biggest amount of money I've ever spent on anything ever. And so it's it gave me a sense of self-worth. And, like, I'm proud of myself because I'm like, I can say, this is mine. You know? And since it's new, then I don't have to worry about repairs as much. But that's, that's just a little aside comment. Sorry, I went on a little tangent there about my car. This week, I also made my vision board, you know, because your girl is spiritual and goal-oriented and all that, because, you know, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> and so, I did that in my planner, which is honestly the best planner ever. I highly recommend it. It's called the Law of Attraction Planner. Literally, guides you through so many things. Like, it's sitting right next to me. This thing saved my life, okay? Let's put it that way. So, you there's actually a section where you can put your vision board in it. So, I did it in there. So, then I can look at it every day and carry it wherever I go and be happy looking at it. Because it makes me happy. It makes me excited to, you know, go about the day and pursue the things I want to pursue and do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? So, super happy to do that. Alright, so because of, you know, working my jobs, glad one is over, trying to take some time to focus on my self-care, my mental health and everything, because that's also very important. You know, keeping up with making a YouTube video on my YouTube channel and a podcast slash radio show on here, has it's only been like one week, and I'm enjoying it, but I feel like at a certain point, I'm going to burn out if I don't, you know, take more time off. I know I said I had some R&R this week, but I feel like it's it's going to die down and I'm going to get back into being like a workaholic, workaholic mood. Like, I got to get all my personal projects done and then I got to focus on my career and then I gotta go to my current you know jobs so it's like I'm I'm being pulled in all these directions but all of them are caused by me because it's all things that I need to do or want to do to help me out later if you know what I'm saying so I also need to accept that I can't pursue everything I want to pursue at the same time 
And that's the issue I've had in the past is having so many different interests and so many um, goals and aspirations in a variety of areas that I do a little bit on each one and spread myself way too thin and then I get nowhere with any of them. And I'm trying to break that habit this year and minimize my goals to a smaller amount of things to focus on. But, you know, it still can be hard because I I keep getting swept up into that habit of trying to do everything at once and, you know, I'm a human. I can't do it all, okay? I'm not God or whatever, so... Hmm. I also went to the thrift store this week with my sister. I picked out some clothes, new for me, not new in general, but I really enjoy going to the thrift store. I feel like it's good for the environment. Don't want to be one of those hoes, but I I also kind of (laughs) do. And I just feel like it feels good to reuse clothes that are still in decent condition and you can find some really interesting pieces the thing about going to the thrift store that i enjoy the most is finding an item that is so dope and outdated that you know that no one else will have it you know it's like more it's like a very like oh this is exclusive you know what i'm saying anyway beside the point we had a great time. We spent like three or four hours there just like going through stuff. They had a little furniture section and my sister got this little cute couch for her. Well, she's gonna live in an apartment, which is really like a little small house next year near her campus because you know, she's still in college. And so she got this little tiny sofa. It's so freaking cute. And I was like, this sofa looks like you like when I see this sofa I think of her because it just is her in a little sofa like it just is okay (laughs) so yes I'm thriving along the lines of career this week I found about like two job opportunities I'm considering in graphic design I'm probably gonna end up applying for them so in this coming week I'm gonna try to you know get my portfolio together and my resume together and apply to these things. I feel like my resume needs to be updated solely because I feel like you should I should just have like an experience section and include my YouTube channel and include my podcast and live stream stuff because none of my previous actual jobs have anything to do with what I want to do and the things that I personally go out of my way to do that I don't get paid to do are the things that are going to make me look like I have more experience than the jobs I've had previously, if that makes any sense. Because it's all, I I learned this from someone, it's all in how you package your resume. Experience could be anything, right? It could be what I do for, for fun and entertainment that I hope to you know harness these skills in a work setting yes but also it's just very i think it's helpful because i feel like i possess a lot of necessary skills for like a graphic design role those are the roles i was looking at but i feel like i don't get the chance because you know they have like resume 
um, search engines that kind of like filter out all the resumes that don't match. And I feel like my resume doesn't match any of these job positions because I haven't worked in graphic design or marketing or anything really like career-based, at least in my opinion. So it's like none of what I've done is really applicable, you know? But at the same time, it's like you want to include previous work experience you've had to show that, oh, you've had a job, you know how to follow instruction and listen to authority or whatever, be diligent, do your work, and all that. But, yeah, because currently my resume just has the previous work experience I've had and not really my personal jobs and my personal experience doing these things and that's why I also hate resumes because especially in a creative kind of field or career you have to show your value and show your work and show that you're capable of doing these things but with a resume if you just list out like oh I've done all these all these jobs it doesn't show whether or not you can actually do the thing. And if it's like, oh, I, you don't have any work experience in this area, you must not know anything. It's like, no, I know stuff. But it doesn't give you the opportunity to show how much value you can add to a company. It's just basic, you're, basically they're basing an entire person's core beliefs and values and attitude like, well, I mean, actually, they're not even taking that into account. They're not taking your your attitude, your work ethic, your openness to learn into account because, you know, they can't see that on a piece of paper. And if you don't get to the interview, you can't prove those aspects about yourself because, oh, you you don't have any experience in this field or whatever. I feel like, as common courtesy, they should at least, like, look at your cover letter or, you know, your cover letter. Because you could really explain yourself and why you think you're worthy of the position, even if you don't have any experience. But anyway, sorry, that was another tangent. I really just had to get that off my chest. And so, yeah, it's pretty much what happened this week. It was honestly quite relaxing, not too crazy, but, you know, that's cool. Anyway, we're going to get on to the show. I'm going to play some music for you guys, and then we're going to talk about music. This is going to be a music-packed episode, so buckle your seatbelts, kiddos, and enjoy. Up first, I played Vanilla Curls by Teddy Hyde. Then I played Absentee by Jack Campbell. And Little Problems by Guys on a Bus. And if you want to see the live stream of the show, you can check out my YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes. Okay, hi guys, hope you enjoyed my musical selections. So anyway, let's move on to the topic at hand here which is music. So 
This is kind of going to be a segment that I'm going to call music's impact on my life. Now, unlike a lot of people, I wasn't raised a movie buff. You might think that has nothing to do with anything, but unlike a lot of people, I wasn't raised a movie buff. So basically, I feel like this contributes a lot because my family was all about listening to music and culturing us in great music and music taste and theory. I feel feel like Jack Black from School of Rock right now, but besides the point, I really haven't watched any classic movies. People have asked me, oh, have you seen this? And I'll be like, no, and then they'll think I'm crazy. It happens all the time. I'm just not cultured when it comes to film, and you can just leave me alone. Thank you. (laughs) But anyway, I feel like we've always just had music playing in the house growing up. My parents, like, lived off classic rock. I feel like that's also a lot of other people's parents. But it was just always playing, like, classic rock and the Beatles and Billy Joel. All the great musicians of the 18th, oh, 18th, I mean, uh, the 20th century. God, I I can't talk. Also, I feel like I really just connected with music because... When I was really little, when I was like two or three, my mom put me in dance and I danced for 14 years at a studio, which is shocking, I know. Like, I'm not the stereotypical dancer type. I'm more of like, you know, one of the guys, like a bro. At least I see myself that way. (laughs) But who knows, honestly, who knows? Maybe I do give off that vibe. But yeah, I danced for 14 years at a studio. I did all different kinds of dance. I did, you know, tap, ballet, jazz, hip-hop, lyrical, yeah, you name it. So, I really enjoy that experience, and it kind of made me really feel music more, because I feel like there's one thing about just listening to it, but, like, getting your body involved and getting, like, your whole being moving to, like, a beat, to a rhythm, to a groove, I feel like it's something else. It brings another added element into it to connect yourself to music. I feel like it allowed me to really just connect with myself. And as a very, like, introverted and shy individual, it gave me a way of, like, self-expression when I was dancing. But the music, the musical element really is what stuck with me for a long time. Also, in fifth grade, I had a brief moment of playing clarinet. I know, shocking. So, I really just didn't like the band instructor, so I, like, dipped out of there. Playing the clarinet wasn't too awful, but honestly, the sole reason why I chose to play the clarinet is because Squidward Tentacles from SpongeBob SquarePants played the clarinet, so I'm like, I have to do this. And then, you know... It just didn't work out, but it's fine. (laughs) Squidward would have been proud that I tried. I was probably as good as Squidward. (laughs) In my my one year of playing the clarinet. In middle school, I also joined choir. So I feel like singing is also another, like, added element for me. 
I got really got me in touch with emotionality and music. I also was in the middle school musical of Beauty and the Beast, which was super fun. Your girl, well, I was a dancer in the um, in the show, but I was also a, like cross cast as multiple things as a dancer. So, as a dancer, we were also villagers. So we were in the chorus. And we were also wolves. I also was a dancing napkin, which was pretty badass. Not gonna lie. But it was it was really fun. I enjoyed it. I also did this thing over the summer at my school when I was younger. It was called Broadway Bound, where you're in like a summer it was called like a summer enrichment class. So basically it was like a class you took over the summer and it was a bunch of fun extracurricular stuff and you know you took it with the kids around your age. So basically in Broadway Bound they gave you a bunch of different random songs from random musicals and you would perform them. Song, dance numbers, it was a great time. I had a great time with that and uh, at this point in my life, I feel like I wish I participated in more musicals because it's super, it was like super fun. And I feel like performing, singing and dancing gets you to a whole other level. And I feel like it was something I kind of missed out on because I didn't really have the confidence in high school to like try out for the the school musical because your girl didn't have it in with the (laughs) the the music people the choir people or the band whatever the people who ran the play I didn't have it in with them and so you know it was all based on political stuff you know who sucked up to the teachers the most and I was like I'm not about this, so deuces. But I, I do wish I still got to do that more in my life. But you know, I could do it now, okay? If I, if I have a goal or a dream to be in a play, a professional play, I feel like I could do it. I mean, at a local theater, your girl isn't ready for Broadway or anything, but at a local theater, I probably could get something. At least I hope so. <laughs> I've also tried to play, like, multiple different kinds of instruments. I've been, like, I I just always had a fascination with playing an instrument. But, as your girl, as you know, in my patterns on things, I like to try so many different things. I put myself so thin that I get nowhere with any of them. This is kind of another one of those things. So, I tried to play guitar and piano, and I would make the excuse that oh my hands are too small i mean i do have tiny hands but people with small hands can play the guitar like i bet there are people with hands probably smaller than me who can play the guitar amazingly but i really just lacked the patience and the discipline to like stick with it but maybe at some point i'll try to pick you know, those back up again, maybe guitar, because I currently play the ukulele sometimes for fun, and I'm decent at it, I'm not, like, amazing, but I know a bunch of chords, and I know how to play some songs, 
and it's it's good for me it's therapeutic and I enjoy it a lot so I feel like maybe (laughs) I can slowly transition to playing guitar but we'll see we'll see I also always love singing and I feel like I'm not completely tone deaf but I'm not like a goddess of song I'm not Adele in these streets but I am not awful (laughs) okay like when I sing especially when I sing like love songs or like heartbreak songs it kind of lets me get into like the songwriter's experience because your girl doesn't really have many of her own in that realm like love and relationships who I I don't know I I just haven't had that because of my attachment issues and fear of everything (laughs) so yeah i talk about that in previous episodes we're not gonna we're not gonna delve into that right now but yeah that's solely why i enjoy singing ultimately music just brings out emotions in me that otherwise i feel like i wouldn't really have as much it got me through a lot of dark stuff when i was not in a good place which looking back on it seems like a completely different person because I feel like now I have so much more of a control and a happiness in my daily life that I didn't have previously and I can only equate that to becoming more of a spiritual person. You know, everyone has their own methods for dealing with stuff, but that's how I kind of deal with stuff. And it's helped. It's helped it's the only thing so far that has worked for me. I've gone to therapists. I've gone through all this stuff. I refuse to take medication. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try something new. May seem ridiculous. May seem crazy. Maybe people won't understand it. But when you're at your last resort, you might as well try something that you think is crazy. You know? And now I don't think it's crazy. And now it's actually helping me. So Sorry, that was another tangent. I I tend to do that. (laughs) Anyway, back to singing. I feel like it just gives me a sense of, like, peace. It gives me a sense of using my voice. There's less pressure, I feel like, when I'm using my voice singing than I am speaking sometimes. Or in conversation, it sometimes gets overwhelming, okay? or annoying because I do sing a lot I sing throughout the day when people are having a conversation and they mention a word or phrase it automatically makes me think of a song and then I start singing that song and interrupt their conversation and sometimes this this is habitual it's unintentional but it happens and I've been called out on it recently and I'm trying to get better because your girl doesn't want to be rude but at the same time it's just such an ingrained habit in me and I enjoy it that it's like sometimes I don't even like I don't even realize I'm doing it but it's something I need to improve on but that's how like deep-seated like music is in me like I will just I will just sing if a word or phrase is mentioned and not realize I'm doing it and then someone will be like shut up I'm trying to have a conversation but you know self-improvement I'm really gonna try I'm really trying to get better but Anyway, up next, I'm going to 
talk about my particular music taste and a variety of my favorite artists in general because I feel like my music taste is very out there, very elaborate, very in-depth, as they say. So I'm going to play some more music for you guys and then I'll talk about my music taste. First song I played was Color Green by New Politics. Then I played My Gal, My Guy by Darling Side. And finally, Mischief by Bluebird. Alright, so hope you enjoyed my musical selections, guys. Um, I'm playing music this week from my 2021 vibe playlist. If you want to follow that, I might link it in the description. I might not. Depends on my mood. But ultimately, this is like a tradition I have with myself. I make a playlist every single year. My This is trademark to my sister because she does this too. So every single day, I'll add a new song. So at the end of the year, I'll have 365 songs. So it's a song for like every single day of the year. And I'm... You know, I'm just going through the ones that I have so far, just listening to them, preaching them to the masses, and these are new songs that I found, that I enjoy, that I hope you enjoy too. Anyway, this segment is called My Taste. Not my taste in men, fellas. (laughs) My taste in music. So, like I mentioned earlier, classic rock growing up was always played everywhere in my house we were playing music all the time on the radio and like i know so many classic rock songs it's crazy and i love classic rock and it has a very very special place in my heart and in my soul and i feel like it really set the foundation for my musical taste because I feel like in general I'm drawn to a lot of stringed instruments. I love, you know, electric guitar, like rock music. I really like alternative rock music or just alternative music. Sometimes I like some acoustic, acoustic vibe. We love that, like a calm moment. But Along the lines of string instruments, I also really like violins and cellos. Like, if you throw that in a song with lyrics, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Love it. I just really like string instruments. I don't know what it is. I know that it's probably has its roots in the classic rock listening as I was growing up in New Jersey, where I live. (laughs) i also really like horns okay i feel like that was like a new development like big band horns like you know trumpet like throw some trumpets in there throw some trombones french horns i'm i'm there okay i'm there i feel like that is not everyone's taste but i feel like it's just an added element of a different sound that really like makes it super interesting and dynamic. I don't know what it is, but I really like horns. I have no idea where that originated from. It definitely wasn't from my one year in band where I played the tr- the um, clarinet. It really wasn't, but 
yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Also, as a kid, you always have that, like, middle school phase where you just listen to what's popular on the radio. So my music taste really evolved from being very, like, poppy, like, what's popular? Okay, let's listen to TikTok by Kesha on repeat because it's so good. And then you look back and you're like, what was I listening to? Yeah, like, we have those moments, okay? I'm not gonna say that my music taste was amazing from the beginning. Everyone had their years where you look back and you're like, why did I like this? You don't know. And those, all those songs from middle school, like, hold a sense of nostalgia for me. There were some that you can look back on and be like, oh, this was a bop. But really, was it a bop or was it just the nostalgia talking? That's what you gotta think. Most of the time, it's the nostalgia, but there's always a place and a time for going back and listening to those songs just to feel nostalgic about you know, a time in your life. And for me, middle school wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. So it was what it was. And that is fine. <laughs> like the decades I like the most music. Well, I wouldn't say the most. My favorite decade in music would have to be the 60s. Okay. I feel like that's a surprising thing to hear from me. But hear me out. We have the end of Frank Sinatra. So you have that old school vibe in like the beginning of the decade. But then it's like the beginning of the Beatles. So it, you have like such a spectrum. I feel like the 60s was a really great transitional year for music. Which makes it very awesome to me. Because it's like you have such like a variety and I'm the kind of person who loves a variety of songs I know that I said most of my music taste is very like rock based and I definitely are and more gravitated towards that kind of stuff but then on occasion I'll throw in a wild card in there I sometimes like something that's more like jazzy sounding like you know hip elevator music <laughs> not just like regular elevator music okay but I also just really like 90s and 2000s pop rock so like green day foo fighters three doors down the goo goo dolls matchbox 20 like all of them i i just feel like their songs are just so catchy so good so full of emotion so like there's some that are upbeat, there's some that are solemn, some that are sad. But either way, I feel like they just make you, me feel something more than other songs and other decades. I don't know, I don't know what it is. There's just a fascination there. I'm also a self-reclaimed emo ho. Now, I, I really vibe with the emo trinity. If you don't know what the emo trinity is, be cultured. <laughs> The emo trinity is My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, and Panic at the Disco. Now, I feel like it's funny, though, because I wasn't into the quote-unquote emo, like, scene music until way after the fact. Like, I didn't start getting into it until I was in high school, so that was like 2014, 2015. So that was way after like that whole 
section of the 2000s or 2010s, like the beginning of the 2010s. I I missed out on it when it was originally a thing, but then I found it after the fact. And like, that's why I like listening to music on my own terms more so than listening to songs on the radio or songs that are popular because it's like I have a choice in what I want to listen to what I'm drawn to listen to and it's easier to discover new things that you're like you know you might not hear because they're more obscure and they're not on the radio as much you know but like I said I really do like a variety of music but the one genre of music that I don't particularly like that much is country music. Now, hear me out. I know country music is blessed by the the heavens of the Americas or whatever. Everyone loves country music around here. And in general, I just don't like the twang. How the person is singing There are some songs that are classified as country music that I can tolerate listening to, but a lot of it, it's really how the vocalist is singing, their tone of voice. I'm just not very fond of it. It's that, and also just like subject matter stuff, like lyrically, I feel like there are certain songs that have really good lyrics, but then a lot of them are just like, you know stereotypical country songs like booze and my my girl with a big titties and boots and trucks and I know that's very stereotypical but you can't say that country music doesn't have that stuff in it at all a lot of it does I also with rap I have a very particular taste in rap music. It also very much depends on my mood. I like when rap kind of meets rock because I really like guitars and string instruments like I mentioned. But if it's just like rap for rap's sake, eh, I, I, don't, I'm, I'm, I don't really vibe with it as much. It's not that it's, like, awful. Just certain songs are bad. But there's a few... I feel like in rap music, there's a few gems that I really like. I like Macklemore. He's more poppy, but it's still, like, rap-based. But it's not, like, trap rap. I can never never do trap rap. (laughs) I also feel like in rap music, though, they disrespect women a lot. And, like, I, I can't stand for that. You know, I'm not about talking down on my women and treating them like objects. I'm sorry. I can't support you. You know, there are some rap artists that I can tolerate. I also like folksy kind of music where the guitar has like finger plucking. And it's very like, take me to a warm cabin in the woods and let's have a big fire and play our guitar and vibe. Okay, I love that. It's more like pop folk, I guess, or more modern folk. I don't really listen to classical folk music very much. So I feel like that still has kind of the like the vocal thing I was talking about with country with the twang, which I don't really like that much. But I have respect for. I do. 
I know that there's a lot of country artists with talent. I just don't like it. I can appreciate it, but I don't like it. I feel like that's that. But when it comes to pop folk music that's like modern, I really like Cold Weather Company. I I love them. They're like a small folk pop band that's based out of New Jersey and they have three members and each of them sing on like different songs but you know two of them sing more than the third guy but they're really good they're they became a band when they were in college when they went to Rutgers University I just really I just really like their music lyrically it's awesome and also it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside i can't describe it i also really like the lumineers you probably know them for their song ho hey i really like that song but my favorite song by them would have to be stubborn love or charlie boy those are two good ones. I like their first album more than their albums after that. But I do really like them. I also had a phase where I was really into Passenger. His voice is so unique and so cool. And has like a certain kind of rasp to it that I can't really describe. But I, I love it. My favorite album by him is Whispers, and it's just, it's just so good. It's just so good. Recommended. But my current favorite artists are Catfish and the Bottleman. They're probably my favorite artists at the moment. They are definitely, like, alternative rock in their entity, a lot of guitars, a lot of, you know, electric guitars. That's what we like. We like it. But it's not, like, too hard. I feel like there's a line between, like, hard and too hard. And when it comes to metal, I feel like I can't get to the peak of metal. But, like, a, like a little, like, a little intensity thrown in there is okay. But I cannot go from like go to a hundred with that. I can't. I, I can't do it. Or like screamo. I I can't do it. If there's a song with like a little section of screamo, I can I can tolerate it. It's okay. But if the whole song is screamo, like I I don't I don't know. I don't understand why people like that. If you like screamo music, please like comment below. Let me know why. Cause <laughs> it's just it just confuses me. I, I appreciate that it's an expression of anger and, you know, an expression of emotion. And I feel like that people who can literally scream straight for a whole, like, three, four minutes and not break their vocal cords in half, like, good on you. <laughs> Couldn't be me, though. Couldn't be me. Also, I really like Conan Gray. I feel like I was following him when he was big on YouTube, but now he's pretty mainstream, honestly, but he's one of the few that, like, I just like his personality a lot, which is why I like his music. 
like i'm a fan of him more as a person than his music but his music is also really good it's just not one of like the artists that are like my go-to you know what i mean i also really like the happy fits the happy fits are my sister's favorite band she loves them in the title you know of their band they're happy the happy so a lot of the songs are upbeat and cool songs are upbeat and awesome and one of the band members plays a cello which is fucking dope okay and there's only three of them and they're just super cool like I'd want to see them in concert. That'd be fun. I also was obsessed with the Family Crest for the longest time. I'm still obsessed with them. I love them. Basically, the Family Crest is a whole complete 180, a whole different vibe, but their music is pure artistry. So basically, the band has like seven members, so it's a big band. And it's basically this lead singer and like six other the six other members play like big band instruments you got a person who plays the flute you got you know a traditional drummer you got a trumpeteer you have a cellist yeah violinist like you have all these additional people who don't like play like more like classical instruments if you know what i mean and their music is just so moving and beautiful and the lead singer's voice his name's liam it's so passionate so strong and lyrically beautiful beautiful music i moves me to tears <laughs> i mean used to but like you know it it really gives me some big deep emotions in my soul and i i couldn't recommend them enough the first song i heard by them was love don't go and that was back i i found them back when itunes still did the free on itunes song of the week don't know if you were there for that but they itunes used to offer a free song of the week and so that was one of them and i couldn't stop listening to it i'm like okay i have to look into this band and so i kind of forgot about them and then a few years down the line i went on spotify and i was like wait this is like i in my discover weekly i saw this song and i was like wait this is the song that was on my itunes playlist years ago and i was like oh i love it and then i played it again and then i went to their page and then listen to their other songs let me tell you beneath the brine that is a, that is a masterpiece love that song so freaking much play that at my goddamn funeral okay <laughs> sometimes though wallows wallows i feel like they're relatively mainstream but I, I like some of their songs. I have to be in a very specific move, mood to listen to Wallows. But my favorite song by them is Uncomfortable. That's the song I vibe, vibe to in the shower to cope with life. <laughs> I also had a really big 21 Pilots phase. I am not as into their music anymore as I used to be. 
but it really was a very like pivotal band in my life. I saw them in concert once, which was awesome. I saw them, I think like two years ago. It was like after Trench came out, but it was like a year or two ago. It was so dope. It was so fun, but I think that, you know, it was, it was kind of more of a phase, but the thing is, I like their newest album the most. I like Trench the most, and most people will argue with me and be like, oh no, Vessel was the best, and I was like, well, I don't know, and a lot of people didn't like Trench, and I feel like it was because it was a slightly different sound from the songs that they used to make. But my favorite song by 21 Pilots was actually off of their first official album, which was self-titled. So it was 21 Pilots by 21 Pilots. And the song that is my favorite is called Taxi Cab. It's just like a piano ballad. And it's crazy. If you think of 21 Pilots, you don't think about piano ballad. But like, I really like it. And I feel like Tyler Joseph is um, a pretty talented songwriter. He's a lyricist, more so than a vocalist. But regardless, I still have a deep appreciation and respect for the dude. Also, Josh, an icon on the I also had this phase where I really liked this band called The Deer Hunter. And if you don't know who they are, basically the concept of all of their music is super fascinating. So... In each album, not every single album, but most of the albums they come out with, it's like act one, act two, act three or four, whatever. And you play it in sequence and it follows like the plot line of, you know, this guy who is an orphan from like a prostitute and like, you know, the storyline sounds kind of weird and uncomfortable, but it's super interesting if you look up the plot line for it. And you just listen to all the songs, like, from beginning of, like, Act 1 to the end of Act 6. It's like, wow, goddamn. I I don't know if... Or Act 5. I don't even remember if they have an Act 6 yet. But my favorite act was Act the Act 4 album. That was the one I really, really vibed with. And I really liked Night on the Town. That was that song was very long but very fun and a good time. But, you know. Yes, here's here's another wild card though. Musicals. I I did mention that I was in one musical in middle school earlier, but I do have an appreciation for you know, musical soundtracks too, right? Okay, they have a, they have a place in my wide array of music taste. I had a big phase for Hamilton, but it was also very much after the fact. Like my emo phase, it was very much after the fact of Hamilton coming out. Like when it first came out, I didn't really like have an interest in listening to it. I remember. I went on a field trip my senior year of high school and 
my friend on the bus was like oh my gosh you have to listen to hamilton and she put the earbud in my ear and we were listening to it on the bus and i was like uh whatever like this is okay and i really didn't think anything of it and then at a later point i don't know how it happened but i gave it another chance and i listened to it and now i know like every single word to every single song in that musical and if you look at the soundtrack there's like 50 40 to 50 songs on there i know every word even the rap to guns and ships i swear so i i really enjoy it and now that it's on disney plus i can honestly thrive and watch it and sing every word to myself at the top of my lungs so thriving also i really like the music for dear evan hansen i feel like some people don't but i do i really like good for you because of the rage (laughs) the rage in her voice i love it it's really sad but like it gets me going we're talking about like classic musicals i really love les mis les mis is probably my favorite musical the storyline is just so amazing it's based on the novel by victor hugo if you didn't know um but i'm not gonna go too into detail about like what it's about basically it's a very tragic story but it's like poetically tragic it's based during the french revolution and it's just super amazing you should just watch the movie that they made in like 2011 it's pretty good also people were saying how like russell crowe his voice like sucked but like i honestly didn't mind it i kind of liked it and i solely because i felt like his voice was very like strong and the fact that it didn't have any vibrato in it and like i thought it was pretty cool and a lot of people were like no i didn't like it i'm like i thought he did a good job you know who am i i'm not i'm not a vocal coach (laughs) you know i also had (laughs) a brief jonas brothers phase i still love the jonas brothers but that's like more so for like the middle school nostalgia reasons like year 3000 okay not like artistry but also (laughs) part of my soul (laughs) okay it's funny because when the Jonas Brothers were popular and I really enjoyed listening to their music I never wanted to admit that I liked them because I thought that was like lame like oh I'm not gonna fangirl over this boy band or whatever so I would literally hide the fact that I liked the Jonas Brothers and now I'm like I will openly admit that I do I saw them in concert okay recently so I can attest to that but I feel like it's really just for the nostalgia purposes. But if we're talking about the recent music, Unhappiness Begins, Hesitate is my favorite song. It kind of reminds me of One Direction, though. It gives me, like, a One Direction vibe. And I'm not really the biggest fan of One Direction, but I like that song. I feel like if One Direction still existed and that song was written, it would be for One Direction, not for them, but hot take (laughs) now i'm gonna talk about the concerts that i've seen so let's get into it the first ever concert that i saw 
was Hillary Duff. <laughs> if this doesn't say a lot about me as a person, yeah, you know. I don't remember which specific tours I saw her in. It might have been like the Why Not tour or something. I saw her when Most Wanted came out. And then I saw her a second time when um, Dignity came out. So that was a couple years later. But those were the first two concerts that I saw. And it was with one of my friends from my childhood. My childhood best friend. And it it was something. But honestly, if I'm really thinking objectively, the song Fly by Hilary Duff still slaps. So good. I also saw the American Idol tour in 2010. So I don't really remember much about that. I do remember, however, that when the American Idol like contestants went on tour, it basically was like a countdown from, you know, the top 10 So they would start with, like, the person who came in 10th, and they would perform, like, a song or two, and then it would go 9, 8, 7, whatever, to 1. Then I think they performed a big song at the end, but, you know, I don't really remember too much about that. I also saw a One Republic concert, and it also featured American authors in the script. And that was probably, like, sophomore year of high school. So there was kind of a big, there was, like, a big gap between like those concerts i i also saw billy joel somewhere in between and that was amazing you know billy joel is definitely one of the staple people that i listened to growing up like in our household with when we to music so i had a really deep-seated appreciation for the man and it was just awesome to see him in concert, so that was just super fun. We saw him in Madison Square Garden, and it was amazing. I also saw Coldplay, and that concert was awesome, okay? I feel like certain concerts have different vibes, like the One Republic one with American authors in the script. It was at an amphitheater, so it was outside, so we had, like, lawn seats, Coldplay, I was in MetLife Stadium. So I was in a stadium, the stadium where the Giants play, the New York Giants. And it was at night and they had fireworks and we had these light up wristbands and they were like coordinated with where you were sitting. And so you would see like ripples of rainbows like all around the stadium. It was just so cool. So like the audience was a part of the visual effect. But yeah, they had a lot of like visual things happening. They had a lot of lights and fireworks and it was just very stimulating <laughs> at some points. But then they also had like a separate little stage where they did more like softer, acoustic-y or just gr- him on the piano like moments. But then there was also like all out moments i feel like overall that was probably the best concert because coldplay has always been like a staple in my music my musical taste i would say i really think that some of the songs were like pure artistry 
I really like the first album that they came with, out with. I think it's called Sparks. It has Moon on it. Or was it Parachutes? I don't remember. But they played some songs from that album. They played some songs from pretty much all of their albums up to this point. But it was just very dynamic because there was like, oh yeah, we're putting on a show, like flashy, flashy. And then there was like the subtle moment. So I like, I appreciated that duality, that balance that they had. I also saw Jadena. You may be asking who the, who the F is that? I didn't know until I saw him. It was a concert through my college. Basically at my school, they would um, give the students a free concert every single semester and the only one that I got to go to was this guy who I've never even heard of. The other three were Mike Posner, which I didn't go freshman year because I didn't have friends. <laughs> Jadena was sophomore year, which I did see. Then junior year, it was... <laughs> it's so bad. I don't remember. It was Smash Mouth, then 303. Smash Mouth... I was, that same exact weekend, I was seeing 21 Pilots, so I was like, I'm going to see 21 Pilots and not Smash, Smash Mouth, sorry. But I really wanted to be there for the Shrek memes. Like, I couldn't, like, I missed out. I really, I really missed out, okay? And I'm never going to live that down. But I made my decision. I made my decision. And then, yeah, senior year, I had a mandatory art trip I had to go that weekend. And Originally, it wasn't scheduled for that weekend, but it always ended up being scheduled for things I wanted to do. That's how the art department worked. I don't know why. It's just how it was, and it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> like I mentioned, I saw the Jonas Brothers in concert. I was at Hershey Park, and honestly, I've never seen a concert at Hershey Park again. Several things went wrong at that concert. My, my tickets wouldn't load on Ticketmaster because they had no signal. It was ridiculously crowded. It was sold out. I couldn't move. I lost my favorite sunglasses, which are kind of <laughs> sad. And it just took like an hour and a half to even get out of the parking lot to go home. And that was like, we just sat there and waited for people to start clearing out. Because I was like, I'm not just gonna go for it and try to merge with these people. I'm gonna let them, I'm gonna just let them go. It's gonna take a longer time anyway. So I we just waited, but it was nostalgic. It was fun. It did what it needed to do for me. Big Rob came out for burning up. Okay, if you can't respect that, I don't know what you can respect. <laughs> and then the last concert that I saw was the Black Keys. Now, before this concert, I've heard of the Black Keys. I've heard the song Lonely Boy. That was the only song I knew by them, which is probably their most popular song. And it was my friend's favorite band. And he never saw, like, a real concert. And it was kind of near college. So I offered to go and drive him. So I bought my ticket and we went. And we had separate seats that weren't near each other. So I attended a concert pretty much by myself. It was an experience, honestly. I attended a concert for, by myself for a band that I didn't know. Really. And it was it was interesting. I mean, their songs weren't bad. 
it was a very simple show. It was basically like, we are here, we are playing. There's not a lot of special effects. There's nothing crazy going on. It was very simple and it was all about the music. And I also have an appreciation for that. The opener was AWOL Nation. Sale. <laughs> Artists that I want to see in concert in the future. Here are some of them. I want to see Billie Eilish. I I used to have a big, like, phase about, like with Billie Eilish music. It was mainly, like, last year around this time. And I didn't remember that until my Spotify raps came up. And they're like, wow, your most listened to artist in the winter was Billie Eilish. I'm like, really? I'm like, I don't even listen to her really anymore. But I, I like her voice. And I feel like she's very unique. And I feel like I would just go for the show. I feel like it would just be really cool and interesting to see her in concert just for the, the visual element of it. But I also do like her music. Just not as much as I used to. You know, you, you grow and you change. I'd also really want to see Panic at the Disco because Brandon Urie's a god. <laughs> and I feel like he is an insane vocalist and doesn't get enough credit for how good of a vocalist he is. Also, I want to see Ed Sheeran, but I also at the same time don't. Solely because recently his music has become a lot more poppy and I feel like he's starting to lose his roots because it used to just be like him and his guitar and it was simple and it was more like emotionally present but now it's more poppy and I don't know it's it's hard for me to see artists do that but at the same time it's like you want to respect an artist and you want to see them evolve and change and not continue to make the same stuff but you don't want it to be so overly different where they like lose like who they were and their essence and i feel like that's starting to happen to him and it makes me so sad so more so i wish that i saw him a few years back so he would still like have that like core central um like authenticity you know i also really want to see adele solely because she's dope like i feel like you can't talk to any like adult who doesn't like Adele. If you find a parent who doesn't like Adele, like, who are you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I also want to see Catfish and the Bottleman, because obviously they're my favorite band at the moment, like I mentioned. Green Day to get my 90s nostalgic fix, and Fall Out Boy because your girl needs to live out her emo dreams. And if my chemical romance got back together, I would fucking cry. <laughs> um, anyway... Thank you for listening to me ramble on this long about music. I feel like it was very conceited and very fun for me to do. I enjoyed this probably because it was so conceited. And yeah, so it's time for the question of the show. So I normally pull the question from my Ask FM account, which you can submit any anonymous question you want. It's at ask.fm slash jessicawise31. Or you can DM me if you have a question you want me to answer on the show. Just let me know. So today's question is, do you like sad songs? 
I feel like I used to really like sad songs to the point of actually them making me sad. And I came to this realization recently. And I've been really making more of an effort to listen to more upbeat and more positively worded songs because I know that they actually make me feel better in the long run or in the short term without me really kind of realizing it before. But I do love me a sad song. You know, sometimes you gotta feel out those emotions. Sometimes you gotta wallow a little bit. In excess, I cannot listen to sad songs solely all the time because then, you know, I become depressed. <laughs> so it's like, I I need to listen to them in moderation. I do enjoy them, but it's in small doses, you know. But if you ask me, you're going to say, hell yeah. <laughs> anyway hope y'all enjoyed this episode of jess in the flesh so if you want to connect with me on instagram you can shoot me a dm follow me and interact with me at jess in the flesh radio also if you want to submit a discussion topic please comment below on the video version if you're watching this on youtube or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just search Jess in the Flesh and leave a review there. Hopefully it's five stars. I hope you enjoy what I've discussed. You can even contribute to the show by going to anchor.fm backslash Jess in the Flesh slash message. And you can send me a voice message there. And you can be included in the show too. So if you want to be included in the show there you go you're welcome (laughs) and thank you so much for listening and i hope to see you next time bye guys (laughs)